What's up, everybody? On this week's episode of Guys Talking Sports, we discuss the NFL and J.J. Watt and the big signing with the Arizona Cardinals. We discuss the, the QB somewhat carousel and where we believe some of these quarterbacks will end up. We also discuss the, uh, the NBA, the All-Star Game, and uh, how we feel as though they could do some things to kind of make it a little bit better. So make sure you turn in on this week's episode of Guys Talking Sports. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Guys Talking Sports. Yo, did y'all notice the weather was kind of freaking nice today? Oh, I stepped outside to run to the, the grocery store and drop off a letter at the post office. I almost wanted to roll my windows down just a smidge, bump a little 90s hip hop. You know, I was like, wow, this, this is what warm weather feels like after that deep freeze we were in. It was glorious. It was glorious. But anyway. I need about, I need about 10, 10, 10 degrees more. Or, or or you could you can crack the window and turn the heat on. Like that just that just defeats the whole purpose of what you was just talking about. You understand that, right? Crack the window and turn the heat on. All right. <laughs> I mean, that way you can still let the tunes kind of flare out, but then that way you're still comfortably warm. <laughs> no. I'll, I'll I'll patiently await seventy degree weather. Oh. <laughs> uh, we should broadcast live from San Diego one day. 72 all year round. Mm-hmm. Mm. Good life. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, fellas? How's, how's the week treat you? I'm just glad that the snow is finally melting. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, where I'm at, there's a big mountain of snow right in front of my house. So to see it starting to generally, like to just melt is a good sign for me. I hear that. Yeah, pretty much all all of our snow was gone, but we got a little less than you guys. Not that much less, but a little less. <laughs> all mine is gone, thankfully. Last week it started to really disappear when we had a little bit of a warm up last week, but then it dipped down again. Mm-hmm. Now we're gonna play that crazy yo yo weather where it's gonna be cold one day, a little bit warm the next. So the, yep. pneumonia is gonna be creeping up on everybody here real soon if we don't bundle up a little bit. But I digress, you know. Not, I'm no weatherman, you know, but I do catch pneumonia if I get to, unfortunately. But it, but it is what it is. Yeah. But anywho, if we're going to delve into the uh, the sport of NFL, our brother J.J. Watt went ahead and signed a two-year lucrative deal with the Arizona Cardinals. I believe he got $23 million guaranteed. And it's my understanding that two other teams – paid him, offered him more money up front to sign with him, but he opted to sign with Arizona due to the to the uh, the quarterback situation. And I guess he feels comfortable and confident that they're going to make major strides this upcoming season. Now this would be, what, uh, year three of uh, the head coach this year? Uh, I can't dig his name. But uh, what do you guys think about that? You know, I ultimately thought that he was going to go to the team with the, the most wildest, craziest fan that listens to us. You know, people's out in West Virginia, Dana, shout out. All the guys, somehow I always manage to find a shout out for you when it comes to Pittsburgh Steelers. But football season is almost over, so I don't know. Maybe I talk about the Pirates, give you a shout out. Either way, it's all good. 
But nonetheless, I thought he was going to go play with his brothers. He said, nah, I really thought he would have went to Buffalo. I thought Buffalo would have been a great landing spot because they're just a piece or two away from being great. But signing with Arizona, I thought that was really weird. What do you guys thought of that one? I mean, I was a little surprised myself because, I mean, you've been, you know, once he left and, you know, his services were on the open market. I mean, you heard all the teams like Steelers, Packers, Tampa Bay, uh, Cleveland Browns, even the Buffalo Bills were being tossed up in the mix. No one. I, I didn't hear anything about Arizona Cardinals, but I mean, they gave them they gave them a lot of money, um, <laughs> a heck of a lot of money. Um, maybe almost bitten against themselves. I mean, um, I mean, as you said, there's some other teams that that were out there that offered them more money. Um, but you know, I, I was shocked by that one. I mean, I'm not going to say they're right there. The Cardinals are right on the cusp, you know, are like Super Bowl bound, but they're on that like cusp. You know, Kyle Murray coming to his third year. This is going to be the year where you're looking for like the. I guess last year would have been a breakout, but this year to continue the evolution. And then you want to add, you know, um, Watt to that defense. I mean, him and Chandler Jones out there playing is going to definitely be interesting. Um, so uh, uh, I did not see this coming, but the money he got, I mean, how can you, how can you knock at that? I mean, who was really going to give him that kind of money at his age? I mean, with his injury, you know, record as such, um, the Cardinals better hope that he can they can get a full season out of them, um, <laughs> let alone two. So, um, I, you know, hey man, get your money. I mean, you know, big ups to you. Um, the uh, Texas let him go. Um, the Cardinals signed him. He's getting twenty three million guaranteed. That's probably going to be the last contract of that of that magnitude. So, I mean. I honestly thought he would find his way either in Tampa Bay or maybe Kansas City, but I don't think Kansas City just couldn't do it. I thought my, maybe he would have been ring chasing with with Tom Brady with the Tampa Bay, um, but the Cardinals, I didn't see that coming. Um, well, I, I I've been hearing. Um, I'm not quoting. I mean, I'm, I, from what I've been hearing in regards to why. Um, it was Arizona. Um, like I said, I agree with you. I think from a more money perspective, um, it was a good fit. Um, but going back and forth um, with the people and listening to sports media and radio, um, from what I was told that, well, what I people were saying basically is the bottom line was is that um, like the Bills and the Browns, um, even though they were choices, they didn't have the scheme that he could flourish on, the defensive scheme. Um, from what I remember, they have like the four-three defense, um, from and I think that the Cardinals have a three-four defense. And um, based off of that, um, Hopkins was definitely heavily recruiting um, to have JJ Wyatt come with them. It just seems though it's a transition from the Texans, um, where they had a good off, young offensive um, quarterback in Deshaun Watson and transferred over to Kyler Murray. Um, it just seems like it just was a transitional fit from one team to another where the team doesn't have that much baggage as the Houston Texans had. Um, and it just seemed like a good fit for J.J. Wyatt to just go over there and continue his role and the 
to to progress more on that particular defensive scheme did some of the other pe- teams that were out there, even though they they offered the same amount of money or offered more money, um, it just wasn't a right fit for our JJ Watts to to flourish in. Uh, so that was some of the media back and forth. That's um, like that was just you know that was some of the media back and forth. Which in in listening to them, I thought. Okay, now I understand why they why he chose Arizona because I agree with you. I was completely like Arizona was like the last one of the teams I didn't even see coming, um, but he did what he needed to do where he got his money and got a chance to continue to progress on his career. So um, at this stage, I, I you know I, I'm not mad at that. He he doing what he's doing at this point. He made a business decision to help benefit his career and get his money at the same time. So can't be mad at that. Well, I guess the the piggyback off a point you made with the young quarterback and, you know, what he had at Deshaun Watson, at least I understand management, you know, when they they had a young dynamic receiver, D-Hop, and all that great stuff, they traded him away. But even Deshaun took Houston to the playoffs at least once, maybe twice. May, they may not have gotten, you know, they probably didn't win. I, I know they won the first their first game two years ago um, in that one playoff game, I believe, when he had that heroic, heroic uh, third down, fourth down play where he got smashed and just spun mm-hmm. out and threw the pass. So I know he got the one win under his belt. Um, but the, Kyler and team haven't had such luck. And the NFC West isn't no slouch of a division where – a J.J. Watt's going to make that much of a difference where he's going to catapult them or maybe get them one extra, one or two extra wins. You know, L.A. stepped their game up getting Stafford at, at quarterback. Um, their defense is already stout. So now they have a, a more competent quarterback. You can only imagine what they, what that offense is going to do. Um, you can never count out a Seattle team with Russell Wilson. If he stays, which yeah, I think he stay. is. Right, if he sure. stays. The 49ers were decimated with, with injuries last year, but when they're healthy, they're a pretty good solid team themselves. So it's going to be rough. I'm not saying that that, that defense now is – the Cardinals defense is a, a bit more stout with a J.J. Watt there because now who do you double-team? Do, do, you, do you take your chances on double-teaming Watt and leaving uh, Chandler Jones one-on-one? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what do you do? So it, it becomes a little bit more challenging, but I, I don't think he brings that much of a difference as a player to any more additional wins unless their offense really steps up and uh, does a little bit better. But we'll have to see. Uh, congratulations, you know, to J.J. Watt in the hole. So signed this contract. This goes to show that he was still in high demand. But I am glad he did not go to either Kansas City <laughs> you know, I'm just like, come on, man. It's like, nah. This, wait, but I why understand. would? All right, so wait, wait. So why would in? Okay, why are you glad that he didn't go to Kansas City? I'm, I'm just curious. Kansas City don't need him. Kansas City, as long as their defense is good enough, they, they, they probably need a piece. But I don't think. <laughs> don't don't. <laughs> That's why I need to ask this question. This is exactly why I need to ask this question. They may not not need him, 
but right. they need some help. <laughs> yes, but I don't think I don't think him as a D lineman would made much of a difference. I they you. need more backside help, more linebacker, more or more DB help. You know, uh, maybe younger to pass rusher, somebody with a little bit more, uh, a little bit more uh, wiggle and twitch. You know, but who would, in order for him to go to Tampa, they would have to get rid of Sue. They would have to get rid of a couple other people just so that they can sit there and pay what what they need. You know. Sue is on the downside of his career. He's he's serviceable, mm-hmm. but you ain't counting much out of him unless he was the Sue that was playing in Detroit. Then you knew you had to pay top dollar to get, get him in there. So I think Watt brings more to the table than a Sue and, and the other defensive tackles that they have or the DNs that they have. So I personally would have loved to see him go to Buffalo because I'm thinking of Buffalo. I think J.J. Watt would have made a difference because they have uh, – that cat that went to Houston, that D tackle that went to Houston, and their defense is young and up and coming. I think. He oh yeah. I think he would have made things a little bit more, a little bit more interesting for, for offensive offensive lines to sit there and determine who they want to double team, because you could double team Watt, but then you're gonna leave the cat from Houston with the college, play play ball at Houston. That's a college ball. And Ed uh, Oliver. Yeah, Ed Oliver. Yeah. I mean, you could leave him alone, but then he's gonna eat all day. You know what I mean? So I think he would have made much it would have made a much more it would have been a better opportunity for him to win a ring in Buffalo. Because I think Buffalo has the has the the, the, the capability of knocking off Kansas City. I think they're but, about as close a team to knock him off. But they would have I mean, they wouldn't have had the salary to pay him though. Uh, they would have right, but they might have figured out a way. They could have got away because I mean Josh Allen, they're gonna have to eventually pay him. Um, so they still got a little bit of time before I mean they can pick up his his um his fifth year and you can you can skate this year and next year until you gotta pay the man. But um yeah, I agree. I think Buffalo's on that cusp. Um you, you still gonna the only the only team in Buffalo Buffalo's way is really Kansas City. Um I'm not a believer in Baltimore until Lamar Jackson can throw a pass consistently um, short, not deep, but short. And um, Pittsburgh he Steelers. Needs, he needs hmm? receivers. He has Hollywood Brown, but he didn't even, he didn't could get the ball to him. He's all, uh, I, I, I think in, in, in his defense, their receivers don't know how to get separate. And I only know this because that's the sports radio station down here. So, you know, I hear that crap. But they, the receivers don't know how to get separation. So it's difficult for, for Lamar to get the ball to these. It's easy for him to get it to the tight ends because tight ends tend to fit in the zones and things of that nature. But the wide receivers, for whatever reason, cannot get releases. So they can't get off They can't get off their, uh, their, uh, their release when they're coming off the line. And they don't get that separation. So it makes it a little bit harder. For Lamar Jackson to uh, complete passes. Oh, oh, you know what? Then that's not a wide receiver coach. True, but you also need. I I think what it is, and they were talking about this the morning, this this morning or early this afternoon when I went to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Wide receivers are not going to come to Baltimore because they know they're a run oriented team. Mm-hmm. So they need to find dynamic wide receivers in the draft that know how to get off and get separation to become 
uh, wide receiver that's good for Lamar. Lamar is no, we know Lamar is no Brady. Lamar is no Aaron Rodgers. Lamar is hell no Deshaun. Lamar is no QB from Buffalo. He can't fit those passes in those tight windows. So he needs to, to get those receivers who can get opportunity to get that separation so he can complete the passes to make things a little more honest for him when they're running their offense. But that's all I had to say about that. Ah. <laughs> well, Lamar Jackson needs to be, and he needs to be Jared Goff when Jared Goff had um, <laughs> um, Todd Gurley there. He wasn't throwing <laughs> it deep down, up, down, down, down the seam. I mean, he would throw his intermediate passes and then he'll hit, didn't hit you with the big bomb. Right now, defenses don't fear Lamar Jackson throwing at all, so they just stack the box. Right. And until, even if you have average receivers, you still got to threaten them with the fear of the pass. And until he can do that on a consistent basis to get them, to get them safeties to to back up a little bit and not have nine men in the box, yeah, then that's gonna that's gonna be their that's going to be their problem. They're going to be good, you know, regular season, but when it gets tight in the playoffs, that's going to be their Achilles heel. True. I agree. But to go back to TJ, why? I don't blame him for not going to Buffalo. I mean, you want to go play in the goddamn cold or you want to play in Arizona where it's nice temperature controlled uh, um, stadium. And then it's nice and warm out in Arizona. (laughs) Warm, brick ass cold, warm, (laughs) brick ass cold. I'm going to go warm. (laughs) But ring, <laughs> ring, warm. Obviously, it didn't matter to him if he chose. <laughs> he chose what he wanted. He chose warm. It didn't matter. If the ring didn't matter to him at this point. Because in that case, he would have took a lot less and be like, "I'll come play down to Tampa. You can just get rid of Sue." And guess what? Sue was out there. He was on a one-year deal anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think you're right, Al, when you say that his wife maybe has something to do with that. And I, Cliff Klingsbury, that's the name, the head coach of the uh, the Cardinals. When they showed him on draft night when he was uh, doing his virtual draft and he was sitting in his, I guess that was his fancy swank living room. <laughs> I bet he saw that was like, I can have that. <laughs> A lot of dudes is like, I want that. <laughs> That's pimping on another level. <laughs> like, baby, you see me on TV when I was picking the fourth pick? <laughs> yeah, that was me. That was that was my place. I ain't rented that. That's me. <laughs> Not we mad at that at all. Not mad at all. Hell no. <laughs> As I like to say, two weeks ago, you know, multiple hawks were outside. <laughs> They're out there in packs. <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, I guess that's the biggest free agent signing to to boot. Uh, I'm still waiting to see what this next quarterback uh, carousel is going to bring us. Here's my question. We're talking about quarterbacks. I'm not going to talk about Deshaun. Um, Let's talk about some of these other quarterbacks. Somebody made a, a very interesting point. I think it was during Get Up. Um, the Big Swagoo talking about the five quarterbacks that he sees on the move. And he mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo going back to New England. And I was like, okay, I wouldn't care so much if if they traded him back. And got- <laughs> of course you don't. Of course. I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. I'm not. I'm really not. You know, I, I just, he came in 
traded for him. He, he, he played well down the stretch those last couple of games. The following year, he played well to begin, then towards ACL, he was out. The year after that, they played great, but it was fool's gold, and they didn't, you know, they made it to the Super Bowl and obviously didn't win. I think that's more Shanahan and his jinx with the, the Falcons, but whether here or there. And then, of course, this past season was hurt a lot, didn't play much. I'm just starting to see like a trend with him. Like, you know, he's, he plays well a year, he's hurt a year. Plays well, he plays decent a year, hurt a year. If we can get 50 cent on the dollar for the man, get a fourth round pick for him, third round pick, I'll gladly take that. Let him go to the to the Patriots. That will solve the Patriots issue. Um, but then somebody may mention of Kirk Cousins coming from Minnesota to the Niners. Because Shanahan was the QB, I think he was his QB coach in in DC at the time when he was under Robert Griffin. So my question is to you guys: What do you think about that? I'm not uh, Kirk Cousins. I mean, he I would I take Kirk Cousins over Garoppolo? I don't know. I kind of put them on the same level. Really interesting. And I want to say that because at least Garoppolo took the 49ers somewhere. Cousin ain't did jack shit in Minnesota. He got paid. I give him that. <laughs> he got, and he got an extension after he got that, that three-year guarantee money. They locked him into another two-year extension. So obviously they see something in him, but he's he's just an average QB. No, let me uh, take that back. He's an above-average QB. I don't think he's a good QB. He's above average. Like, he's serviceable. Like, you can win games with him, but I don't know if you can sit there and put him in a position where he'll he'll be a great quarterback for you. Because, obviously, the, the Washington football team didn't think that highly of him. They let him up. <laughs> you know, Minnesota signed him thinking they capped the next coming to Jesus Christ. Excuse my language. And he did crap in Minnesota. <laughs> and now they're talking about possibly him going to the Niners. I'm just like, I'd rather well, have <laughs> I, no, no, real quick. I just think that the the thing about him that he has an edge over Garoppolo is the, because of his health. I mean, you have a healthy quarterback that is able to service now. Um, so that could be one of the reasons why, because you'll get somebody that can immediately start on your team. Um, I don't know if, like you said, I don't, I wouldn't put him above Jimmy Garoppolo at this point, but I think that it's just because of the fact of his health um, is one of the reasons why you know, there's some interest in him. I think that probably is the only thing at this stage. That's about the only thing I will put him above Jimmy Jimmy G is because of the health. Um, aside of that, I mean, he's probably, you know, QB for QB better, slightly better. Um, but, yeah, if the 49ers can somehow get him, I don't think the Vikings going to give him up because they ain't got nobody else on that roster who they want to give the range to. Um, and I don't think the Vikings going to swap for Jimmy G because, as you said, he's, he's good one year, bad one year. So if the 49ers could somehow swindle him, sure, take a crack at him. But, but you got to lose. <laughs> I want to win, man. <laughs> you you still mad? <laughs> you still you still mad about Deshaun Watson not coming there, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Right now, yeah. anybody anybody at this point would be. A, a, a good enough option at this stage. Come on, man. He helmed you to the Super Bowl and 
Not even, not even two years ago. Well, what does that tell you? If so Houston won't even balk at him, talk about we'll give you Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick, but Nick Bosa in a first round pick. They still don't want it. They're like, nah, we good. <laughs> We're giving you a, de- a decent quarterback, a Super Bowl appeared quarterback. We're giving you a, a great DN, and that would replace GG Watt, JJ Watt. And the first rounder, you tell me they're like, nah, we're good. See, that's that's the thing about all these. That's one thing these commentators, I, I laugh every morning when I, when I listen to them because they're saying for, they're basically saying for Deshaun Watson, give up your future for the next five years. I'm like, and I keep going back. Is Deshaun Watson really that good? And are you willing to give up five years? Because they're acting like he's got to have a minimum three, maximum five first round picks for the man and what, and whatever plays went throwing there. I'm like, teams are just not going to want to do that because their NFL is looking at the NBA and they don't want to be held hostage the way NBA players hold teams hostage. They're not budging, which is a lot why you're seeing Jerry Jones being real stiff with that. And why you're seeing Houston being real stiff with Deshaun because they don't want to come to the situation where they sign you in the next year. You're just mad to be like, I want to, you know, I want to get traded. And a team is saying, wait a second, I just signed you to a, you know, a nice healthy contract. And the next year you're mad because of certain moves that we did. Now I'm not agreeing with all the moves that the Houston Rockets organization has done, but I can see from owner standpoint saying that I just signed you to whatever millions into the next year. Now you want to go. And the other team was like, yeah, I want Deshaun Watson, but I got to give up three first round picks and two people. I got to basically mortgage the future for a guy who could do a do a um, Dak Prescott break an ankle and he's out, and we don't even know if Dak Prescott is going to come back a hundred percent or even ninety percent. So I can when I hear him talking about you give up whatever you want to do for these people for Deshaun Watson or Russell Westbrook, I'm like, no, you shouldn't. Within reason. But you guys are talking ridiculous. If I'm a team owner, I'm like, I want him, but I'm not going to mortgage my future for a guy that only really got, what, at best three to four years. Now, everybody's not Tom Brady. Everybody's not Aaron Rodgers. It just drives me nuts when I hear people saying, whatever you got to give, just give them to get that guy. I agree with you on that. I agree. But um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, but and it's uh, to be honest, I'm sorry, but it's also ludicrous the fact that, um, I mean, this is I get the business aspect of it. It's just that it, they got to be careful. And I'm speaking, I'm not saying like the other teams. To talk about the Houston Texans, for example. Um, if you got a, someone that is disgruntled and doesn't want to play there, they have to be careful of how you're going to do it, um, because at the end of the day, you don't want that person to still be on your team if they're upset if they're not happy there um but also you can't say this is what we want from him when you already lessen the value of the person that you're trying to get rid of so you can't ask for like four or five picks first round i mean like four or five draft picks for a person that obviously doesn't want to be there because teams know that so you already know that they already know that that star doesn't want to be there. So you can't, it's just bad business all around because you're not going to get anywhere asking for a high value in return when 
obviously that person is not don't want to be there. That's just the whole part of the business. You it's basically you trying to trade somebody with an untradeable like p- proposition um, to be made. Like you want all this an arm, a leg, and everything for a person um, that doesn't want to be there. But and in continuing to do that, it's just going to be at a standstill. And the more you continue to wait and don't go after the the best value you can get, it's going to get even uglier than what it is. You're going to have that star or that player sit out for the rest of the year, possibly. And then you're going to still have a losing season. And it's, it's a lot that's dead. So these teams have to be careful how they handle this because they don't want to have that mind. They don't want players to have that mindset of saying, I don't want to go there because of how bad they manage this person or the fact that they're letting all these people go. It's going to be, you're going to lose business all around that way. And fans, you're going to have, well, maybe not. I take that back. Because if the Jets can have losing records down the road, down the road, down the road, and still have people come to attend the games, I guess it's not really that bad business. But I digress. It's still going to be bad all around. Um, bottom line. Yeah. And, and, and on the one hand, I think Houston's playing is very shrewdly because they're not really saying much. They're saying we don't want to trade him. The moment you say, I got to get rid of this dude because he's just, you know, he's bad for business then basically you're undercutting the value of what you can get back right now, as long as you say, we're not going to trade him, we're not going to trade him, but yet you're still out, you know, on the, you know, the back channels talking about, well, let me hear what you got to say. Cause the second you make it public, like it's open business, then you might not get the value. Cause people are like, well, I, I know you want to want to get them. We're getting closer to the draft. So I know you want draft capital to get them. Um, because if you don't trade them by if you don't trade them and the draft happens, I don't think they're trading them until next season. Difficult. Because because th- then you don't have any draft capital. Right. And but the, the focus on something you said before where you said that you know the NFL doesn't want their players to act like they're in the NBA as far as holding teams uh hostage to say I signed this big deal and then now I want to leave. But it's no different than I think it was Miami, uh, Kyle Van Noy, linebacker that they signed a huge three-year, $50, $60 million contract, and they cut him after one season. Like, how is it that they can cut somebody after signing somebody for a long-term deal, but yet I can't actually be out of a contract of a long-term deal because I no longer want to be there? Like, it's, it's, it's so hypocritical. Like, you tell me I'm not performing up the task, you can automatically just cut me. I have no say. But yet, I I say I don't want to hear, don't want to be here, but you don't give me that opportunity to actually get out because I don't want to be here. It's, it's that I think that's the, the, the aspect that's just really messed up when it comes to football. But to be honest, it's not just football. That's all, I mean, it's sports in, in general because the NBA does that as NBA does that as well because they, I mean, they have, it's, it's no different than like if a player does, if, if a player signs a big contract and let's say, for example, um, they completely do poorly, they can immediately, well, I guess not, I guess that doesn't make, that's not a, a, a they, they, they buy them out of their contract. They buy them out of their contract. You're right. You're right. NFL, they just say, we want you no more. You get to no more money. That's it. Cut dry. Baseball, they can't even buy. They they can barely buy you out of your contract at baseball. Once you sign that contract, they are 
the baseball team is stuck on paying that damn bill unless they trade you and then the next team takes on the, the monies. And that's the only difference between the NFL, NBA, and uh, NFL, uh, MLB. Hmm. You know, and... Guaranteed money. Yep. You know, and I think that's where these players get stuck on, you know, that signing bonus. Like, they take that huge signing bonus because they know that's where their guaranteed money is going to come from. But I guarantee if they were to kind of rewrite it where they say, I want guaranteed contracts. If they just said, I want guaranteed contracts and no more signing bonuses, things would be a hell of a lot different. Because then the NFL, then Deshaun Watson be like, okay, I want out. They're like, all right, bet. Well, then we'll buy you out of your contract. We'll give you pennies on the dollar for the rest of your, your years. You be gone, and then you can go do what you need to do. Maybe that's something they need to kind of talk about in the next collective bargaining uh, uh, arrangement when they are about to sit back down to the table. But I doubt the owners will ever sit there and go for something like that. I mean, it, I mean, they won't go for it. I mean, you think about it, it might not be a bad way to go in the near future because if you get guaranteed signing contracts, then, yeah, you can say you guarantee. But that signing bonus is not going to be what it is. It's going to be broken up. However, if I trade somebody a la the Philadelphia Eagles, you're not stuck with, you know, $33 million in dead cap money. You get rid of that, and that way I can trade you cleanly, and I ain't got to worry about that dead money. I just got to worry about the contracts. The money's making it work. Mm-hmm. They might go for that, but then again, and then it takes away from the value you're going to get because how many people are you going to be able to get to give to make a contract for, let's say, a um, Carson Wentz and where he went to mesh to be able to make it up. NBA is a lot easier because uh, everybody's making true. a lot of money. Yeah. Where in the NFL, only a, a small percentage is making the big dollars. That means you have to give like five or six people, you know, and maybe some picks and you have to calculate what that money's would be in order to make the salaries, you know, Balance meet up. Yeah. yeah, so right now they're kind of like, well, we can just cut you, but we'll take the dead salary cap money. We're not actually paying that money. We just can't spend that money. So for the owners, it's just a freaking win-win for them. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I feel it's hypocritical. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> it, no, you're it, absolutely it, right. It is. And yeah. that's why the NFL is playing. These owners are playing hardball. And I'm not probably wouldn't be surprised if a lot of owners around the league are telling Houston, No. Play hardball. If you do, we want them, but if you want to give them, don't give them what he wants because once you do that, then you're setting the precedent that every other really QB after the fact is going to happen. Could you imagine the 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 the, um, the anxiety will happen if Patrick Mahomes goes into the um, Kansas City Chiefs front office and be like, you know what, y'all couldn't protect me. Offensive line was trash. His offensive scheme was trash. I want out. <laughs> and how many NFL teams will be lining up to Kansas City right now to give them? And he probably can get whatever anybody want to give to get that man services. Everybody will be falling over them. Hell, even Tampa Bay will probably want to give up, <laughs> give up, you know, Tom Brady to get a younger Patrick Mahomes that they can have more serviceable for the next, you know, five to seven years. Right. Yeah. That would be bad. That would be good business. <laughs> It'll be good business for them, yeah. <laughs> Hell, I think maybe well, not nah, Green Pale probably still want to keep uh keep Aaron Rodgers, but shoot, if he can say I want to go to Pittsburgh, Ben, Big Ben, you're out of here. 
Right. I don't think Green Bay won't be listening though. <laughs> Green Bay would be there like, um, okay, so let me just actually see you here. know what I think Green Bay would listen because I think they're the, the whole Ben Aaron Rodgers stick is starting to get a little thin with them. And yes. Ben uh, Aaron Rodgers has forgotten the way he got in there was you had Brett Favre there, mm-hmm. you sat. And they kind of ushered them out the door once he got too much of a problem and let you start. So he forgot this is a business. Right. It ain't about you. It's about the Green Bay Packers. And that's going to be, if he continues, that's going to be his downfall. Because it's going to, I would say his downfall in Green Bay, I should say. Um, it'll be, be, basically, it'll be the second coming of what Brett Farr, what happened to Brett Farr, what happened to Aaron Rodgers if he continues that, that, progressing that way um because they will immediately whoever they have lined up to be the heir apparent to aaron Rodgers will immediately fall into place and they will completely with the quickness ship aaron Rodgers someplace else or let him go for someplace else no matter what happens the train got to keep rolling for green bay exactly (laughs) and it's crazy the fact that he looks like he's following that same the same lesson that he had to learn with i mean that brett Farr had to learn so it's that's something to keep a close eye on, definitely. Well, oh, and one other NFL thing: Will the Jets trade Sam Darnold, or will they keep Sam Darnold and trade back the number two pick? I have no friggin' idea. <laughs> I always say I, I I don't trust Jets management to do the right thing, <laughs> so I will just leave it at that. I, I I I really don't trust the Jets management to do the right thing, the smart thing. I'd be shocked if they do something smart. I mean, I don't I don't have any faith in them either. I mean, is Sam Darnold better than than those QBs in those in those drafts? Probably. I mean, is he is he your long term solution? Is the question, and uh, and and that's the problem. So, if you can trade back and get a and get a uh, still get a, a a good quarterback that you want, um, and a nice haul from it, then I say go for it. But I I have no idea at this point. To be honest, they really still need to focus on that offensive line and get some maximum protection. So until they focus on that, no matter who they get is their quarterback is still going to be a problem because they don't have nobody to protect the quarterback. I'm not saying their, their offensive line, I'm not going to say they have nobody, but their offensive line needs to be an upgrade. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I think personally, I think they should keep Sam Darnold. I think they should trade back. Um, Go ahead and you know just trade back to four to Atlanta. You know let Atlanta jump up to number two. They'll still have the fourth round. They'll still have the fourth pick. They'll probably have Atlanta's first round pick next year. They'll have Atlanta's second round pick this year. They'll they'll acquire a ton of capital just moving back two spots. And I think they should go ahead and address that online line in the uh, in the draft. You know. You can you can find other serviceable uh, athletes, wide receivers, and such. Because they need some of those. <laughs> yeah, yes. but you can get you can get a good one in the second round. You don't necessarily need one in the first round. But they definitely need an offensive line. Oh, badly. 
and maybe if they if they manage to do all that, maybe they can flip it and try to get a try to lure an offensive lineman from another team dangling some some draft picks or something. You know, get somebody established or something. I don't know, but they need to. I think they need to keep Sam Darnold. I don't think Sam Darnold is a bad uh, is a bad option at quarterback. A, a lot of these teams. You know, and it's funny. I say this, and you guys are probably laughing at me, and I always go back to this, but when I think about Geno and his time there, Geno wasn't a great quarterback. But Geno didn't necessarily have a great line, and he damn sure didn't have any weapons. Same thing with Sam Donald, but yet they see upside with Donald, but they don't see upside with Geno. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a black and white thing. I'm just saying I just don't understand. <laughs> no, uh, but I've been saying that to uh, – I've been saying that – Obama Jets. I mean, it, even when Gino was there, I was saying that that offensive line needs to be improved. Um, it needs the maximum protection for him to get to the point where he's comfortable in throwing to the wide receivers that he had. At least, you know, they may not have been the best or the top of the line, but at least it gave him the maximum amount of protection so that he'll be confident in throwing to his wide receivers. They never addressed that. Even the years, even through Gino's years, they never really address that issue and until they address that issue the jets are not going to go anywhere especially on the offense they need to really protect the quarterback and it just never been a focus it's always been because of the name of the person or the talent that 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 position is yes that may be all well and good but it doesn't do anything if you don't protect your quarterback and it starts with your offensive line and i've been saying that till i'm blue in the face um with the jets they need to start focusing on their offensive line. That's the only way that their offense is going to gel and propel them to the next level, even if it's not where it's top tier offensively, but it'll be enough where it's a start. And that's where they need to focus on. Hey, look, I mean, you have Mark Sanchez, you know, Mr. Butt Fumble and all, but I mean, he did take him to the AFC Championship game. And during his tenure there, it was pretty good. And he had a decent line, a, good, a stout running game. And a great defense. So, I mean, he wasn't the best QB, but he he had competent weapons around him to make him look a lot better. So, yeah, I always thought that Geno just got a he got a bad rap in 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 with the Jets, and even got a worse rap when he got to the Giants. Not his fault the way he got treated. I'm not a West Virginia fan by by far, but I sympathize with the man for being you know put in both of those positions where he was set up to fail. So, right. Right. I mean. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. I mean, I think they should keep Sam Darnold. I think they probably will, unless they get blown away by a um, by a, um, a, a, a trade down, um, and someone wants to get him. But I, I could see them trading with the Falcons, trading down, and still getting a lot of weapons. I mean, if you can get somebody, an offensive lineman that's maybe on his last bit of his contract, and someone's not happy with their team. Yeah, but right now, offensive linemen are like golden, so you'd be hard-pressed to get someone out there in free agency. So they should they need to build up their, through the draft. And and if you got a lot of capital in the draft, then, yeah, you can definitely, you know, you know, you definitely get your comeuppance. I think I just saw where the Raiders released a starting guard. Penn, I think it was his name. Um, Jets need to kick a kick a tire on that fool, you know. Just <laughs> bringing any any and everybody you think that's capable, you know what I mean? And I hear Trent Williams doesn't necessarily want to be in for, uh, with the Forty Nine ers either. Really? Yeah, yeah. Bring Trent Williams over from 
put him on your left, be, let you be your left tackle. Get, get that's a start. You know what I mean? You start getting some decent protection. You're not things aren't looking too bad. You know, so I don't know. Well, we'll see. We're about five weeks away from the draft, uh, so it's about to get real interesting between now and all these pro days about to start happening, and we'll have uh, some more drama to discuss. You know, in the upcoming weeks. Uh, honestly, I would say we could talk about the NBA, but um, what is there to talk about? I'm sleeping on the NBA right about now because right now they bore me. <laughs> I told they you. are they they're it's boring right now, and it's always boring until after the All Star break when actually people start, you know, playing serious and shit actually counts. Then it's playoffs for me. <laughs> Really, that <laughs> <laughs> that when it seems like that's when it really starts to, to kick in. I don't know. This I don't want to. I don't want to hear about the the Lakers and their whatever their losing streak on, or the Jazz or the Phoenix Suns or the Jazz being a new team. I, I'm with you, Ace. Wait, me when we get to the playoffs. Actually, wait until we get to the second round of playoffs, and then I'll. Because <laughs> right now, the Lakers are going to be fine. As long as AD is healthy enough to be able to get through the, the stretch run and the, and up into the finals, I'm I'm sleepwalking right now. Same same song. <laughs> I will say this before you say out. I'll say I want to see those playing games. Then wake me in and wake me up in the second round. Ooh, that because that's when I think that's when the basketball gets real. When seven through ten have to play in and get was it eight through ten or seven through ten. Uh, I think it's eight through. Oh. I think it's it was um eight, eight, eight through ten. Two. But I don't yeah. know if they're gonna do. Are they gonna do eight through ten again this year or not? They're doing the playoff games this year. They're doing the playing games this year. Same yeah. eight through ten. Okay, good. Yeah. Wake me up for that because then that's when it really means something to them. I watch that. Then the first round will be crap because pretty much we know top four teams are probably gonna move on, and then real basketball starts second round. Okay. Actually, you know, I take that back because now what you got the playing games, it's going to be interesting that last month of the season because now Cats is like teams are going to be trying to fight to get to 10, not even get to eight. They're going to try to fight just to get to 10 because if you can get to 10 and you get in that play in, it's like it's like baseball, man. You just you, you get hot and that's it. Then you get to ass swept in the first round. I get it. Hey, it's still some competitive <laughs> basketball, and trust me, that was probably some of the most competitive basketball those playing games than the rest of the than the rest of the um the um, playoffs. I agree. Um, okay. Um, I, <laughs> no, I will you don't have this. to. You don't have to talk about the Nets, man. No, I wasn't going to. Um, <laughs> be honest with you, I'm really not going to talk about them. Um, I will say this: I, I will give credit where credit is due. Two teams I do want to give credit to is number one, Phoenix Suns, um, for being number two currently in the standings. Um, and I say this because Chris Paul is a basketball whisperer. Um, what he did with um, what he did with Houston, number one, um, then went to OKC and brought them out and made them into the playoffs. And now what he's doing with Phoenix being as a number two team in the in the Western Conference, like. He deserves the all-star bit, number one. He is an all-star. Um, and I also thought that Devin Booker should have got all-star, um, but he I'm not going to talk more about that. But I, th- I thought he got in. He got in um, as a re- as a reserve. Oh, I mean, gotcha, gotcha, a, gotcha. 
Yeah, because I, I forgot who was injured, but um, he should have been. I think I thought that he should have been in um, the the at least in that pool from the jump. Um, I thought he got snubbed. Um, there was a couple of people that I thought I know one or two that he could have easily replaced. But I digress. I thought I, I have to give credit where credit is due. Phoenix is doing a great job right now. Um, I knew I kind of knew that. Chris Paul was going to bring them up a notch. I didn't expect them to be like in the top tier in the Western Conference right now. So mm-hmm. I thought they was going to be at least five or six, but I, I didn't think them to be where they are right now. So I got to give credit where credit is due. And I also got to give credit to the New York Knicks. Um, oh, yeah. He told, I didn't expect them to play this well. I thought they was going to be like a bottom line eight or nine, but I mean, it was actually the number four team in the Eastern Conference. So I until they got this, until this last loss, but I have to give credit where credit is due. Tom Thibodeau is really taking this team and made them into what they are right now. And I got to re- I, I, I respect them. I respect them for that. And usually I don't talk about the Knicks that much, but I give credit where credit is due. They, they are really playing ball. Julius Randle is a definite bona fide all-star and deservedly so. When they made the trade for Derrick Rose to come to the New York, I, I I was hesitant, but seeing him play and seeing how this team plays, I, I really think that not only they're going to make the playoffs, they're going to be a, a, a I'm not they're going to be a tough out. They're going to be a tough out without question. Is, is Franklin Nicolatina still on that squad? Yes, he is, but he doesn't get the run. <laughs> doesn't get the run anymore. Well, he gets the run, but it's not as what it is. That nigga is stealing money. Jeez. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's no, a lot of cats stealing money. <laughs> yeah, he is not alone. I'll put it like that. He is not alone. Um, but I, to be honest, he definitely needs to go somewhere to get a run. Um, similar to what Dennis Smith Jr. is doing, because now he's starting in, he, he started in Detroit. So when you actually, when, it's, when you need that playing time, it's good. And Dennis Smith Jr. asking for, or at least being traded was a good thing for him. So Frank Nina needs to go somewhere where they will utilize his services as well. But I, I, those are the two teams I just wanted to talk about and mention, I, give I recognition. Think he's in, uh, New Orleans. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, he ain't gonna be no worse than uh, in, in Lonzo. Say it again. Say it again. I said Frank probably go down to uh, to New Orleans because I said he ain't gonna do no worse than Lonzo Ball doing right now. Hmm. I mean, they, they're still – I mean, how can I put it? They, Pelicans are still playing well. It's not like they're, they're – I mean, they're 11th right now, but they're still in the playoff hunt, to be honest, with the playing game. So, mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, they're completely off the – it's not like they're completely out of the picture. But, you know, we'll see as time tells. They It, it only takes a minute to get them on a, a streak. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Well, I'm surprised that, um, you know, LaMelo Ball is doing, you know, as well as he is with um, Charlotte. And we haven't heard his dad, you know, flapping at the mouth, you know, at all this season. That's refreshing. <laughs> I bet Jordan has something to do with that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I kind of wanted to see all three brothers in just to see where that goes. But I, I think right now, yeah, I'm – Right now, he's in, he's it's his rookie of the year to lose at this stage. Like that's where the talk is right now. It's his to lose. So I, I'm definitely am interested to see how he continues and progresses. But he's playing well. I, I'll admit that he is definitely playing well. 
For me, wanting to say, hey, there's nothing really to talk about the NBA. We, we, we talked a little something about the NBA. We talk, we don't want to see no more NBA to the playoffs. I heard that. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, I do want to say something, though. Um, one more thing. Um, I'm not, not intrigued about the All-Star festivities, that's for sure. The one-day thing, I mean, is I really I think it's going to be a low a really low turnout unless it's all else. everything was on one day. Everything is on one day. The oh. three point, I think the skills three point dunk contest. Everything I believe is on one day. And there's no, is there is there going to be uh, fans in the? I don't believe there's going to be no fans at the at the game. But yeah, uh, actually, I, I think because it's I think it's in one of the the, the I think it's in. Wait, now I got to double check because I think there is going to be fans because of the fact that where it's at. Oh, no, no, no. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But they're not going to be fans. I, now you're going to have me double check. I'm sorry. No, but what I'm what I am saying, though, is there's no uh, there's no shortage of uh, high talent uh, entertainment going on that weekend in uh, in Atlanta with all these performances and people going to do things and shows. I'm like. Dude, y'all, y'all acting real reckless right now. Is it is it really that serious? Y'all can uh, one all-star game. Okay, two all-star games. Just you know, at least let Biden get all these damn shots in the arms before y'all go ahead and start acting crazy. <laughs> you know, they want to go out there and party and act a fool because it's all-star weekend. I get it. Dude, you know, next year it'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's a it's Atlanta, so eight town. Right, that's why. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> they stream it. I watch it, but I'll be damned if I'm gonna be up in the tennis. <laughs> I'm good on that. Wow, they're gonna. How they gonna? When is when is stuff gonna start then? Because they're pulling everything off of one day. You still gotta have the skills challenge, the mm-hmm. three so point, the, the slam yeah. dunk. Yeah, they got the, the skills challenge and the three point contest is all going to tip off at um six thirty. Um, on Sunday, the dunk contest is going to be at 7 p.m. and then um, the game is going to start after that. Really? Yeah. Well, okay, because then you don't have the fans. You don't have as much. <sighs> wow, that's a lot to that's a lot to pack in because you know we know how long this the regular you know NBA skill challenges goes. I mean, it can start at eight o'clock and go until like 10:30. Then you want to you know tap on the NBA All-Star game, which can go three to four hours on his own. So, mm-hmm. wow. Okay. That's, that might and not see, be. I, to think, and when you think about it, if done right, yeah. they should do this going forward. If done right. Um, because if you could pack it all in one day, I think that it will generate more of a buzz where people will start to participate. I'm not saying this year. I'm talking about like next year when there's actual fans and everybody in attendance can just go for that one event. I think that will benefit going forward as far as viewership is concerned down the road. But that's just my opinion. Because you'd be interested to see if anybody has in a three-point challenge. Because uh, there are some all-stars in a three-point challenge, I believe. Correct. I don't think there's anybody all-star in a dunk contest, but. No. And just, no. <laughs> no. And that's what, like, they definitely. Uh, right now, the only three people that I see right now is Anthony Simmons, Cassius Stanley, and Obi Toppin for the Knicks. I don't see anybody at this point where people are going to want to tune in to see exactly what happened. 
Oh, because it's supposed to, the, the dunk contest is happening at the halftime of the All-Star game. Uh, what? Yeah, now you're right. You're right. I see it now. It's the halftime of the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. Oh. So that's why. That, that's why they only got three. Mm, that is so bad. So, wow. okay. That, yeah, that, yeah, that. Mm. But I mean, let's think about it, though. I mean, the slam dunk competition is is only so much a man can do for, for dunking the ball. We've seen pretty much damn near all the dunks. <laughs> yeah, but to have, like, if you don't have, like, the major, one of the, at least one of the major people to, 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 like, everything is so unknown. And if it's really, if the dunk contest is bad, it's going to set it back because people are going to complain about that. Um, Three-point contest right now seems like the only thing that one people are going to want to tune into because you have a lot of great shooters in there. So, you know, I'm looking at the um the the, the timeline. Six thirty starts the skill challenge with the um the skill challenge event, and then the three-point contest. You know, six thirty, seven thirty, then game starts at eight eight o'clock. Hmm. But when are they doing the uh, the rookies versus the second year players? And when are they doing the rookies? They cut that out. They cut that out. Mm. They announced the, the the roster, but they're not playing the game. Mm. I I actually kind of enjoyed those games just because it just it was just fun to watch the rookies go against the second year players or second year rookie all stars or whatever. Mm. You know what? I'm gonna be very in- I'm with you, Al. I'm gonna be very interested to see if done correctly and it comes off nicely um you know would they go with this format moving forward probably not because they want the full weekend to kind of give all the um the the sponsorships and the corporate people and the money so i don't think they would cut themselves off at the heel but just like how they had to play in which once they did it they were like oh wait a second This is good. And then, you know, the NFL, when they added on the two games with the extra playoff games, they was like, oh, more money. This is good. If the NBA looks at this and be like, oh, it works better on a one day if you roll it out like that. And then you can give people cover for not being in a slam, you know, the halftime dunk competition. Maybe you can get some people from the G League. Maybe you can get some the N1 cats. I'd rather see dunks. I would, I would say... I would say um, college, but you know they're 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 in the stretch run of the March Madness, and ain't nobody ain't nobody going there for that. <laughs> no I mean, coach honest, will allow them. <laughs> they had the Dunk Kings um, thing that um, with Shaq and Kenny Smith hosting. Like they could bring those participants in and be better off doing that because those are the originals that will definitely wow the crowd. So I think. I mean, the, the the whole thing is about getting viewership and the NBA should look, think past the fact that, you know, certain people, certain NBA players should be, you know, doing a slam dunk contest. Because I know for a fact that they wanted, um, they offered it to Zion and Zion was like, you know, no, he turned it down at the last minute. But it it wouldn't have it wouldn't have mattered at this stage because it it, they still have enough difficulty not having, the, I mean, finding um What's the word I'm looking for? Intrigue with the dunk contest. I mean, yeah. not since the whole issue. I mean, since the battle with um, Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. I mean, outside of that, recently, um, dunk contest was kind of, it's not a, it, out on par of that. 
Yeah, and I don't blame them. If you want to have the the, um, the dunk contest during halftime, um, then I like Zion. I'm an all-star game. Why the hell I want to do that? Yeah. Right. That's true. That's true. Wait, Zion's in the all-star game? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. He's, he's oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That was a whole debate. That's another debate. People got so this is And this is all on Saturday or Sunday? No, Sunday, because it's March 7th. Yep. Huh. Well, we'll see. Like you said, Al, if done properly, if they can pull it off nicely, they should consider. Uh, they won't, but <laughs> it might be something to think about a way of jazzing up the All-Star Weekend. I think what they should do is set up an exhibition between the rookies and the sophomores versus the M1. That would be dope. Ooh. Mm. I can see that, but I don't think they want to do that on network television to see their uh, their rookie yeah. sophomores get get smacked by <laughs> exactly, exactly. They That's can go damaged. to the rocker and do that. They can go to someplace else, you know. But I don't know. They want to put that on. Can you imagine the damage control law after that? Because <laughs> <laughs> then they're gonna be like, "Wait a second, why is that guy not in the NBA?" Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, that's, and then that's the reason why you know, like, skipped him a loop when he get when he got in. He couldn't he couldn't play within the rules of the game. He wasn't he wasn't that good of a player. He was at the rocker versus being in the NBA. Oh, then, then, then there, there we go. Which rules are you playing by? <laughs> oh, we gotta, we gotta play by one rules. It's the NBA, <laughs> and it's the and one where there's no traveling, no carrying, and, and no anything called. Yeah. Or, or maybe you could do it alternate. You know, maybe uh, first and fourth quarters you could do and one, and second and third you do it where it's uh, NBA. Like you know, open it up a little bit. NBA will not open it up for any other um, association other than themselves. This money is generated for them and them alone. This is what the all-star game is for. From a business aspect, I wouldn't bring any and one people into something that I'm, you know, putting out there as a product, product alone. It'll be all NBA players, no matter what. However, I like your idea, Ace, because I can see them next year if you do freshman and sophomore like the combination of two against all stars from the G League that would be a good idea that I could see that would be because they're still in the same umbrella that would be an idea and I would and I would tune in for that I don't tune in for any of the freshman sophomore games I would tune in for that one they're pretty much the fringe players like they're good enough to be in the NBA but and so. some do. Some get called up, just yeah, like in a exactly. like like in a minor. Some some get called up. Some go back down. But I think they should look into that. That's a good idea. That that is a real good idea. That would give them a little bit more exposure as well. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. And I'm pretty yeah. sure you probably have a lot of NBA players that are probably come to that game and be like, you know, I want I want to see what's up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, because I, I, I mean, I, if I was an NBA player, I'd be like, yeah, let me see who we can cipher off of from the G League that will help me benefit on my team, so that we can get to that point where where we need to be. I would definitely look into that mm-hmm. as, as as a player and a scout. Um, but let me ask you a quick question though, um, and because I know that, and I know we almost up, up for time, but. Um, the NBA is saying that they're forcing, like, if, unless you are injury prone or have an injury, um, you have to play in the all-star game. Um, 
with all that, with everything that's been going on, um, the NBA have a short season and stuff like that. Do you think it's fair for um, NBA players to be forced to play in an all-star game, um, even though, you know, some choose don't feel, don't really want to be a part of the all-star festivities. Do you think it's okay for the NBA to force it on the player? All-stars that I'm talking about. Uh, so they have no opt-outs. No opt-outs. Unless you're injured, you have if, if you're voted as an all-star or selected as an all-star, you have to participate. See, that seems like all that crap when I'm talking about load management and all these primetime Saturday night games and players weren't playing, so they made it mandatory that they have to play because they know viewership is there. Uh, that's a fine line, man. I mean, like, dude, I mean, I understand I'm playing well and then it's like if I get selected, I have no choice. Like, I want to see my family or playing this uh, this All Star game. Mm-hmm. Is that just this year, or is that moving forward? No, it's 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 uh, that's how it's set up. Um, even when you're selected as an All Star, uh, barring injury, you have to play in. The, I mean, have to participate in the festivities, no matter what. And while like majority, like the ones who are not selected, they go on vacations, you know, take a week off to relax their bodies or whatever the case may be, they have to play in the all-star, you know, and and participate. So I, I, I'm just curious in that regard. Well, the NBA is a star-driven sport. And I guess if you're selected as, a all, as an all-star, you're one of the 24 stars of the league that season. So I guess they... If you don't have the 24 best playing in an all-star game, then I guess it's not an all-star game. I don't know. Football's a little different. Baseball's a little different because it's more of a it's you need the collective whole, but you could be a LeBron James to score 50, 60 points and don't necessarily know who the other four four players are on the court and win a game. So I guess I don't know. I don't like it. I get it. Um, I think actually, Ace, um, I would probably disagree. I would think the NBA and the the major leagues are more closer aligned to that because they really are stars. I mean, major leagues is baseball probably a little bit more tilted towards, you know, teams overall, but they're both heavily star bound. Um, and they're right in the middle of the season, so you want to get all your corporate sponsors and people to pay in to see the top guys play in this midseason where the NFL is, like, literally at the end of the season. Most cats are injured or hurt. No one is really checking for the, you know, (laughs) NFL All-Star game at that particular point. They got their All-Pros, but who's really checking for the game where people are checking for NBA All-Star weekend because they've driven it like that or the major league, you know, all-star game, which I'll t- tune into, which they're looking for that. So I don't like it. I get it, but I don't like, but I don't like it that they're being, they have to, I think they should have the option to opt out, but that's just my personal opinion. I agree. I agree too. I completely agree. Uh, just curious of your thoughts. No, well, all right. Uh, all-Star games have really been exciting since actually this past year. <laughs> yeah. I Prior that. to that, it ain't this All-Star weekend ain't been really exciting since collectively since Vince Carter won the slam dunk competition. Nah, I, I, like, 
like well, I, collectively, there's been good moments here and there, but I think a full good All Star weekend for my for my personal opinion. Okay, I I, I was I, I would agree with you until I saw I mean, until the battle with um Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. Like after that, I was like, okay, this right here to me is 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 right up there. Hey, Dwight Howard and Nate Robinson weren't bad either. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. They were, yeah, I, I put that there as well. But I'm just saying the most recent for me was the Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine um, back and forth. That was a good one. I'm just talking about All-Star Weekend. In general. Like, in general, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. No, I, I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Well, fellas, I guess we've come up on our time for the week. I'd like to thank everybody out there in uh, in virtual land and live land, podcast land for tuning in. You could be doing anything you'd like to do on a Wednesday evening, but you chose to show us love sometime throughout the week to sit there and give us some views and some listens. So we appreciate you wholeheartedly. Um, once again, we thank you. Texas, wear your mask. The hell with your governor. Wear your mask. Mississippi, wear your mask. The hell with your governor too. <laughs> He's setting y'all up for failure. You ain't got no shots in arms over there. <laughs> wear your mask. I'm saying that from the heart. I don't want to see. I don't want to see mass casualties because y'all want to be stupid and hang out in bars and crap. But you know, hey, whatever floats y'all boat. This ain't about politics. I just want to see people happy and live. That's all. Well, that being said, I want to bid a farewell. The deuces. But where can they find y'all before we go? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you can find me on the gram and Twitter, uh, J.E. Ross, the number seven. <laughs> well, <laughs> you won't find me in Texas and Mississippi at this moment. So that <laughs> I know for a fact. Um, nothing personal, but I can't rock with y'all right now. But you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am our calls. Twitter and Instagram. I am our calls. If my governor start talking that that reckless crap, you're gonna find me in a bubble. <laughs> that damn sure coming outside. <laughs> <laughs> the hell with that. <laughs> uh, Brothers getting giddy from shots coming out. Y'all think you can just go back to life? No bueno. But you can find me on Twitter at CatDaddy1963. That's CatDaddy1963 on Twitter. And you will not find me on Main Street in Texas. No Main Streets on Texas. I'm sorry. I will say this, and I'm going to leave it at this. This is exactly why, before I wasn't really talking about it, but from a political standpoint, this is exactly why we need term limits in the Congress. You mean Senate? I mean, Senate. I'm sorry. Thank you for correcting me. We need term limits, bottom line, because this right here is just, I'm at a loss for words, but I'm sorry. Uh, That's all I'm going to say about that. I'm not going to say that Texas didn't know about their infrastructure with their damn power for 10 years prior to all this crap happening. I'm not here to sit there and discuss that. But they knew. (laughs) And they chose to do nothing. No, but 
it's not all. It's not all. So I'm not gonna say all of Texas. But own power grid, man. Texas. No, I know, I know that. I know that. I'm saying, I'm not saying, I'm saying like majority. I'm, I'm some people in Texas were not too thrilled about that. That's where I'm coming from. Oh, There's right. some people that disagree with everything that's going on right now. So I'm not gonna include everybody in the mix of this. That's where I'm coming from. All right, all right. I'm not gonna put got it fixed but it could have been working on it <laughs> but anyway we love y'all thank you wear your mask we ain't coming to Texas we ain't going to sit so that's just that alright we out <laughs> oh.